digital is the illusion of precision. You know, we we are physical beings uh, and we still walk around, we still do stuff, you know. And I think sometimes we forget that when we talk about programmatic and different ways of automating things and trading things. So I think the challenge for measurement, and I don't think this is any different for any currency, is how do you marry the physical and the digital? Hello and welcome to the Media Leader podcast. This is Omar Oaks, editor of this publication called The Media Leader, in case you've stumbled on this by mistake. And if you have, I'd love to know how that happened. And one person who has been an advocate for excellence in media in recent years is our guest today, Denise Turner, the CEO of outdoor audience research body Root. Up until earlier this year, Denise was Insight Director at news brand marketing body Newsworks and is one of the UK's foremost authorities on media research and insights. She was previously Chief Insights Officer at the agency Habas Media Group and was a judge at this year's MediaTel Media Research Awards. In this interview with Denise, we talk about how the state of -of out-of-home measurement has changed this year. It was obviously a very tough couple of years for outdoor advertising, with it being illegal to go outside all day during parts of 2020 during the COVID-19 lockdowns. But it's now 2022. I'm usually the only person on the tube wearing a mask and things are apparently back to normal. Or are they? Denise has strong feelings about what returning to normal is or the so-called new normal is. Um, apologies for the audio quality not being 100% on this recording. We recorded online without our usual software and without our studio, which will become our regular home at the beginning of next year when the media leader moves offices in central London. We're going to be right next door to Trafalgar Square, which amazingly in this day and age has little to no ad- outdoor advertising within it. Although with the current state of the UK finances, perhaps it's time to sell off some sponsorship rights and create some digital billboards there. We could have Trafalgar Square brought to you by Coca-Cola. Who knows? Anyway, here's the interview. I started off by asking Denise to explain for your benefit, dear listener, what is Root and why should people working in media care about it? Measurement of whether people see an ad or hear an ad is obviously really important for advertisers because they need to know how much they should be paying for it. And so you've got to have an independently verified uh, measurement of those imp- those exposures or those impacts. So the way that I would explain it to my mum would be, and, and I Justin Sampson will be delighted with me saying this, but when I say things like, Uh, Well, you know, when people say X million people watch a television program, there's an independently verified currency out there that's measuring that. Uh, And what I'm now doing is running the company that is responsible for measuring where, 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 when and how people see posters and digital screens uh, so that advertisers know you know what they should be paying for it. So there's, I think you've always got with research to marry up the exposure versus the commercial reality of uh, what that exposure is worth. So I think, yeah, if I was to explain that to my mum, that's how I would do it. Right. Um, I first became familiar with this concept, I think, when I was when I was a kid watching The Simpsons, and there was an episode where they became a Nielsen family. Nielsen being the oh, of course, yes, of yes, TV yes. measurement in the US, and I was just always fascinated by this idea that there were there was a select group of people in the same country as me who had this power over determining what <laughs> you know what the audience was actually being counted. And then, lo and behold, actually, um, I, I've I've been at 
MediaTel, the company I work for, for about 18 months now. And um, literally the first two or three weeks after I joined, someone knocked on my door and it was a representative from, um, is it Ipsos Mori or Cantar Media? I can't remember which one, uh, but he knocked on my door and well, said, um, would you like to be a Bob household? <laughs> wow, I've, I finally made it. You've definitely made it, haven't you, Omar? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I didn't take them up on it um, for the £10 a month or whatever it was, but um, mm. it's um, fascinating and interesting to know that um, that led to mm. working in media today. Mm. Um, so, so on the issue of measurement, um, on the media leader, we obviously write about we we write a lot about media measurement because it's so important. And talking again about Barb, they've actually increased last year the sample size and starting to measure YouTube and other things potentially because as the definition of TV changes. And similarly mm. for our home, we have now so much more digital outdoor screens than we had before. So how has that changed how the medium is measured? Mm. So I think there's definitely in all of the stuff that I've been doing, there's definitely a a challenge in terms of marrying the physical and the digital, because I think what we've got to realise, and I often talk about this and I'll probably bore people to death with it, but digital is the illusion of precision. You know, we, we are physical beings uh, and we still walk around, we still do stuff, you know, and I think sometimes we forget that when we talk about programmatic and different ways of automating things and trading things. So I think the challenge for measurement, and I don't think this is any different for any currency, is how do you marry the physical and the digital? You know, how do you, and, and one of the things that has struck me actually with measurement of out of home is that there's so many different and this is no pun intended, but moving parts, uh, because you've got people driving, you've got people walking, you've got uh, posters, you've got digital screens, got so many different, you've got different times a day. I mean, it's no different for other currencies, to be honest, but I think that the complexity of it has quite surprised me, actually. Uh, and and I think for, you know, for our customers, agencies and advertisers, the challenge for us as industry currencies is to make it as simple as possible to to buy and also to understand um you know we don't need to know you sort of don't need to know what goes on under the bonnet but you need to have confidence that it is going to work you know it's like when you drive a car you need to know that when you turn on the engine it's going to work and it's going to drive you from a to b and i used to um at when in agency days i used to run econometrics teams and I, I remember very distinctly at one point having a, a session with the finance director of one of our major clients who, for whom we were running an econometric project. And he wanted to see under the bonnet mm. so that he then had confidence when the marketeers came to him to say, uh, is this right? And he would go, yeah, I understand actually how it works. And I think that's the sort of challenge between a really complex measurement currency and what it delivers the other side. You need to give people enough confidence, but you don't want to bore them with all the details. So it's sort of trying to get that balance right, I think, is one of the challenges uh, that I'm, well, I've always faced, really. Um, but it's certainly definitely um more complex than out of home than I'd sort of ever anticipated, to be honest. In terms of balance, as you put it, do you think um, 
the pivot on that particular seesaw has changed when it comes to how much marketers should know about how media works nowadays. Um, I ask that because, you know, traditionally, if you're a big brand advertiser, you, you know, you say, I want to run some ads and I want some TV and I want some out of home and radio, whatever it is. And you just have an agency who will plan and buy it for you and you just pay the money. Don't tell me how it works. Look under the hood, as you say, just do mm. it and get people to see my message. Um, whereas nowadays, a lot of brands are doing things in-house, doing things themselves. They're, you know, maybe not sure about how best to hold media agencies to account in terms of how their money is planned and spent. Do you, so do you think it's incumbent now on brand marketers to know more about media than ever before? I think it is. I think you can't just outsource that sort of um, measurement detail. I mean, you don't need to know everything that's going on, but you do need to have confidence because I would say that uh, marketeers and marketing departments are still very answerable to their finance departments, to their CEOs, and they need to be able to justify the decisions that they're making. So I think getting that balance right is tricky, but really important to know, actually, uh, yeah, I'm confident that I'm making the right decision. You can never know anything with absolute certainty. You know, the world is not, you know, certain. I, um, Winston Churchill said perfection is paralysis. So you can never know anything absolutely certainly. Uh, but you need to have confidence that when you are standing in front of the person who is signing the cheque, that you know enough to be able to say, I believe this is right. Uh, and, and I think brand marketeers shouldn't outsource that sort of decision making. They should get the right advice because you can't know everything, uh, but get the right advice to be able to make those decisions confidently. Because, uh, you know, we, we often talk about, you know, in stats, we often talk about 90% or 95% confidence limits. And I often mm. apply that to my decision making is that how confident am I in this decision? And how, you know, if, if it went wrong, how, how would I address that? Uh, and I think that's the thing that we need to be able to do. And I think brand marketeers probably do the same thing instinctively, but it's like, how confident am I? in the decision that I'm making. Yeah. And so more broadly for outdoor, for the out of home sector, um, what do you see as the major challenges being now for out of home? So I think there are a couple of things for me. One is that um, this talk about going back to normal, I don't think we're ever going to go back to where we were. So the patterns of behavior have changed. So the challenges, I think, for out of home are how do we measure the new way of behaving? It was, somebody was saying to me the other, the other day that, you know, yes, people might not be coming into the office five days a week, but that makes them more interested in going into town on a Saturday or a Sunday. So the patterns are shifting. So how do we account for that in terms of, uh, measuring the patterns of behavior. And I also think there's something about habitual behavior that is quite interesting because I, I don't know about you, but when I do things every day for five days a week, I might just sort of blank things out a little bit. And I wonder whether there's something now where 
people are just paying a little bit more attention to, and attention is obviously a bit of a watchword, a buzzword at the moment, isn't it? Mm. Um, where they're not, you know, they're not saying the same thing and they're not blanking the same thing out uh, every day. So I wonder whether there's a little bit more in terms of the attention that people are paying uh, to what's going on around them. Uh, so I think the challenge is, for out of home are how do we account for that shift in behavior? I think there's also uh, a perception uh, gap still um, between people living in London and people living outside of London. Mm. And you're know, trying to sort of really help people to bring to life what life is like in the remote parts of Scotland or, you know, in Wales or Northern Ireland or Norfolk or wherever it might be, what does life in out-of-home look like in those areas versus what it does in London? So I think I, and it's something I did at Newsworks quite a lot, I used to challenge, you know, how people thought about how people around the country consumed news brands. And I think it's still the same for um, out-of-home. And I know that Thinkbox this week have done a piece around, or last week done a piece around, you know, um, just challenging actually how different people in the in the nations around the country are versus the media industry. So I think that sort of just keeping a curious mind uh, is really important. I think that's a fascinating idea, actually, that I don't quite heard put like that before in terms of, you know, just your default um, instincts of thinking of advertising as this sort of attritional communications vehicle where you're just kind of bombarding people with uh, mm. the same message everywhere so for instance for out of home you'll see that that one ad for you know big brand sky tesco whoever and it's just everywhere whereas actually to your point if we are kind of walking around in less of a routine and more kind of receptive mm. to new messages then maybe advertising needs to be mm. more sensitive to that that that's really interesting mm. um, to, i mean now that the lockdowns have ended and touch wood, I'm finding some wood to knock on there. <laughs> we don't have awful lockdowns like that again and COVID won't come back as it was before. Um, you say that there's kind of no return to normal. I mean, surely we surely we must be heading to some sort of equilibrium normal state eventually, some form of hybrid working. And, you know, your, your clear channels, JC to Co, Global, all these outdoor media owners must be coalescing towards some sort of plan for that. Mm. I think what I really don't like is the back to normal because normal is what you expect the situation to be. I love a dictionary mm. definition and I looked up the definition mm. of normal. It's what you <laughs> expect things to be. Um, and I think there is a new normal. Um, and but I, the other, other thing that I also sort of hold that intention with is this whole idea that people, the new is always the best and people always do things differently and they don't. We are creatures of habit. Uh, you know, I did a piece of work when I was at Newsworks on habit forming and people are definitely very habitual. So there's not. So I think that holding that intention between people wanting the comfort of what they know versus the new is the challenge, I think. And it's a challenge for marketing generally, is how do you how do you help people to um 
you know, embrace the new while feeling comfortable with what where they're currently at. I used to do research for clients where I'd try and get them, I'd try and get people to think about um, if this new product landed on your doorstep, would you use it? Would you do something with it? And pe- consumers are naturally very disinclined. Uh, and also, it's not something that I really think about very much as to, well, I don't know. It's not until, you know, who would have thought that the iPhone would be such a transformational um, product for people? But if you'd ask people before the iPhone landed, they'd go, I'm not really sure about that, you know. So so I think it's that tension between the current uh, and and what people are used to and the new. And it's not until people experience the new that they really know uh, what it might do for them because it's got to have a consumer benefit. It's got to be a consumer pull rather than a brand push or a media Mm. push, if you like. Mm. And more broadly in in terms of media, I mean, we, 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 media leader, we write about media, mostly commercial media, what's going on in advertising, sponsorship. Um, What do you see as the big challenges overall that we face in media right now? Um, And potentially what causes do you think the media leader, such a publication should be challenged, should be championing? So I think the, the challenges for media for me are, justifying advertising spend. Uh, So effectiveness is still really important. You know, you've got, you know, back to that point that I made about, um, you know, the CMO standing in front of the CEO and going, I've spent this money and it's delivered this. So I think that's one definite big thing. I think also, I think the challenge of and I talked about this a little bit with um, digital being the illusion of precision. I also think there's an amorphous mass of digital. You know, you think about how we talk about digital. We usually talk about online video or online display, but actually there's so much more to it than that. You know, uh, there are digital screens, there are digital news brands, there is SVOD, there's BVOD. I think that word digital, and I know Tess Alts will love this, that word digital is just an amorphous mass to me. And I think we need to really get under the, you know, back to my under the bonnet, uh, you know, sort of analogy, but we need to get under the bonnet of that. So I think because that's what's going to make the difference when marketeers are standing in front of the CEOs and going, I've spent this because it has delivered this. I think the other thing for me is, and and I would say this running a measurement currency, but I think also we need to remember that we market to people and not devices or screens uh, because, you know, at the end of the day, you think about half, when was the last time you bought a car? I mean, I bought one six years ago. So, I'm not going to buy a car every day, but I do need to know what when I next want to buy a car, what I'm what options are there for me. So it's not that short term. I see an ad and then I buy something. So I think and I'm probably being very measurement specific here, but I think it is quite important to remember that people are the people that pay the pay the bills for marketeers. Uh, and so I'm really conscious of that with out of home, particularly. Um, but I think it's the same. It's same as true of all other channels. Is that when people see an ad, it imprints something in their memory, so that when they come to 
be a consumer or a purchaser in that category. They know they've got an idea of which brand to buy. What do, you, what do you think broadly about um, the state of advertising? I mean, do you, I mean, you, you have lots of young people saying that, oh, I don't watch ads, I never see ads because I'm just streaming and, you know, what, 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 apart from out of home when you're walking around, obviously, what kind of ads do you find that you're consuming mostly nowadays? So, I mean, I wonder whether, and, and this is the other thing that I think, you know, back to my point about we're not typical of, the population, I always have to remind myself that I uh, I have a heightened sense of awareness of advertising. So I've got teenagers, an 18-year-old and a 16-year-old, uh, and they do actually tell me, Mum, I saw this, or Mum, I did I saw that, and oh, this, you know, this particular ad came across. And and so they always ask me about stuff, but I have to remember that I'm not that person from, you know. Anglesey or John O'Groats or Land's End or wherever you might be. So I I think we just need to keep a really sensible perspective on stuff and not think that um, advertising is the be-all and end-all. It does power the economy and it does sell products and it keeps us, well, you and me and all of us in a job, doesn't it? But it is just it's part of the economy and it's part of life uh so and i think how else are you going to be aware of brands if you don't have them in some form of advertising but let's keep it in perspective um is sort of where my head would be at with it denise turner is chief executive of roots denise thanks very much for coming on the podcast thanks for having me Thanks again for listening to the Media Leader podcast. And there's more of where that came from on our website. The-media-leader.com is our website. You can sign up to our daily newsletter in the UK and weekly roundup of media in the US. You can also find us on YouTube where we are posting video interviews and clips from our live events, our LinkedIn page where people like to comment on the things that we're posting and Twitter where all our stuff is pretty much pumped out like a beautiful fountain of media industry content. That's it. Catch you next time. Bye-bye.